who's the person you turn to when you need advice, the person who gives you confidence and strength, the person who's been your biggest support, the person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly. For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers and Daughters Podcast. Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. How are you? Good. How's your week? Yeah, good. I was going to say, I'm very excited. We're dumping the kids with you and going away for the night for our anniversary. That's very exciting. That's very exciting for me. Very exciting for you. (laughs) Don't know about that. Anyway, you know me. I always always enjoy it. Yes. So happy anniversary to my amazing husband. Yes. and, And one of our number one fans. Yes. And yeah, I'll say happy anniversary for... Most beautiful 10 years of a loving relationship. Yeah. It's been beautiful to see. I can't believe it's been 10 years. 10 years and you've been together for 19 years. Yeah. So, just a while. Yeah. Just really. a few years. Two wonderful children, beautiful family. Couldn't ask for anything better. It's true. So it's in, true. enjoy. Lots of in blessings good health. around. Yeah, good health, happiness and many more, many more wonderful years ahead. Yes. Um. Today's podcast, or this <laughs> Jump, week's, jumping say, right in. Jumping right in. Because I'm desperate to get out of here so I can go on my <laughs> staycation, is with Claire and Jesse Stevens and their mum, Anne. And Jesse and Claire, if you don't know them, I highly recommend you get to know them. They have their own podcast called Cancelled, and it's about celebrities, it's very funny. You you feel like the third wheel in a conversation with them. And they both work at Mamma Mia. They're twins. They're twins, which they love to talk about all the time. And their mum, Anne, not only had one set of twins but two. I know, amazing. <laughs> which I can't yeah. even, she four, deserves yeah. such a medal. I was going to say four, four children under three. Yes. Uh, you know, like she seemed to, she she seemed was, to be very, a very um, – cool and collected and unstressed woman, which I guess maybe that's how you get by in life. And she's a teacher. I think teachers have that extra extra layer of patience that most parents don't have. Yeah, yeah. So it's their their relationship is great and considering they literally are in each other's lives all day every day, they're still – the best of friends and have know, such a lovely, great bond. Really lovely to see. A lot of fun. It was it was really good fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And we were really grateful. Anne was very honest. She had a a son before she had Jesse and Claire and, and had, the next set of and the next twins, set of twins boys. and had given him yeah. up for adoption and um had found each other many years just a few years ago really, um, had reconnected and it's just amazing how they've accepted it as a sort of extension of their family now, mm. which is lovely. Mm, very nice. Yeah, it was uh, nice because Anne was very honest about it, obviously, and open. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, 
you know, and the girls obviously love having uh, another branch to their family, which yeah, is so nice. It is really nice. And I, I think that's just such a, a reflection of their character of who they are because they just really showed just a really lovely family unit as well. I mean, not that we got to meet the brothers, but I can imagine they have a really nice mm. family unit together. Yeah, no, they're great girls. Yeah. Lovely mother. It was really, yeah, really enjoyable. It was really enjoyable. So we thank Anne, Jesse, and Claire for their time and hope you enjoy it. And if you want to hear more from them, they have, like I said, their podcast cancelled and Jessie is on Mamma Mia Out Loud. So you can hear her pretty much all week, which is what I do, other than listen to ours, of course. Well, can't listen to ours all the time. I can't because I don't like always listening to the sound of my voice in my ears. Hmm. I don't mind hearing your voice in my ears, oh, though. that's funny. Yeah. You like the sound I, of I, your own I, voice? I <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's not bad. I, 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 it's just funny though. Sometimes I'm listening, and you know, I have a laugh about something, yeah. and you know, I, I, I've lived it, but I can still enjoy laugh it. about it, and yes. enjoy it. You know, yeah. I kind of go, oh yeah, that was funny, or you yeah. know, oh, that was sad, yeah. or you know, it's sort of you, you just go through the emotions. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny the other day. I was picking up Mason from school, and one of the other mums was listening to it as she was driving in. Oh, to us, to us. Oh. And I was like, why can I hear oh, a familiar voice? Oh, that is amazing. And she wound down the window and she's like, guess what I'm listening to? Oh, that's so and cute. I was like, I thought I could hear mum's voice, but oh. I hadn't called you. Oh, is that lovely? Yeah. That's so nice. nice. Yeah. It's so funny. You forget that other people are listening. You, you know, other you just than think the people, it's a, our immediate family, yes. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you just think it's just a personal thing and, and you're the only one that's listening. Yeah. But no, it's not. And appreciate everybody that does and spreads a word and yes, yeah, and very grateful. On that topic, we still are asking everyone to vote for the Listener's Choice Awards in the Australian Podcast Awards. Um, I will keep linking to it in our show notes as well as on socials. It's very easy. You just go to the website, type in Mothers and Daughters Podcast and vote, which we really would appreciate. We would love an award. Oh, yes. Mum's very desperate <laughs> yes. for an award in case you had that's going to happen. But do you know what I mean? No, I mean, it's still nice. You it's know, important just, to dream. Yeah. Well, yes. Got to, yeah, got to aim for the stars. That's right. Speaking of stars, any other celebrities who want to come and join us? Please. Please do. I know. Please what, to, do. What, 30, that was the 30, that 31st. Was 31. Wow. So 31 with Claire, Jesse, and Anne. Mm. Enjoy. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves? I don't know who you want to nominate to go first. Yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> I'm Jessie Stevens. I am a podcast host of Mamma Mia Out Loud, Cancelled and True Crime Conversations. And I'm also the author of the book Heartsick, which came out earlier this year. And I'm also, thirdly and least importantly, the sister of Claire <laughs> and the daughter of Mum. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm Claire Stevens. Um, I was the editor-in-chief at Mum Mia. Now I'm um, an executive editor and I write and podcast and create content and 
that's pretty much it. And I'm Jesse's sister and Anne's daughter. <laughs> and take it away, Anne. Oh, and I'm obviously Anne, and I'm <laughs> sitting here looking looking at myself in this camera. You look <laughs> fine. <laughs> all these all these months of Zoom, I just don't want to look at my face anymore. Focus on your yeah, girls so, instead. Oh God, um yeah, okay. So I'm Karen Jesse's mum. Um I'm an English teacher of many, many years experience. And um that's it. There's a bit more than that because without giving too much away, you've had two sets of twins. Now, that's no mean feat, really. Yeah, but I can't really take any credit for it because I didn't have any control over it. (laughs) (laughs) My ovaries just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. That's incredible. I mean, to have one set of twins, obviously, when you found out you were having twins, how did you feel, obviously, the first time with the girls? Oh, look, it's all very exciting and giggly and all of that sort of stuff. You've got no idea the amount of work or anything, so you just laugh and tell people and makes people smile and all of that. It's all very, it's all very bubbly and lovely. When, can I just, I mean, obviously, are there twins in your family? Are there a lot of twins in your family? No. Really? No, it did, my mother, um, my mother's sister had twins right. um, a long, long time ago. So, no, it wasn't something that we were expecting. It came completely out of the blue. Hmm. And obviously, when you found out you were having, I have to ask, when you found out you were having a second set of twins, what did you think? That was different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was way scarier because I knew how much work was involved and uh, I also knew that um, that the first set of twins were healthy and happy and mm. I thought I've used up all my good luck. Mm. So this time it's going to be, you know, premature, in hospital for months, all of that sort of stuff. So the mind does go to a uh, darker place second time round, mm. but then it all came good again because I was healthy and happy, and so um, you know by the time the boys were born, I was ready to go. Goodness me, your lives m- must have been so so busy, oh, so busy. I can't, I just can't even imagine. Yeah, it was pretty busy. Yeah, <laughs> as it would be. I mean, I've got a four and a six-year-old, and so if I combine the two of them. At the same time, I that does not seem like fun. And then you doubled it again. So that just doesn't seem like fun, but you're still smiling. So something must have gone right. Well, it was fun. I don't remember, I mean, now being older and having less energy, I can't imagine doing it. But then you just took what came at you. And the kids were very self-sufficient because when you've got a built-in playmate, mm. You know, they're not looking to you for attention all the time. Or if they were, I wasn't <laughs> wasn't reciprocating. <laughs> Maybe they were looking to me for attention and I was distracted with eleven loads of washing or something. Oh goodness me. <laughs> is that how you feel is that how you remember it? Is that your mum was completely distracted so you just relied on Jesse or Claire to kind of just keep you entertained? I think that we 
the way that I remember it was that we were always playing. And then when Jack and Nick came along, we were playing with them. Mm. So mum was around, but she wasn't on the floor playing Barbie dolls with us. Um, mm. But we kind of didn't. You didn't need, need her. Like you didn't need her. Yeah. Mm. So we had a lot of fun and, you know, in the backyard or at the park. Um, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, I remember mum being around, but she definitely wasn't someone, she didn't like pushing us on the swing, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your memory, Anne? Or like, is that, is that Who did I push off the swing? Oh, definitely ah. Claire. That's a Claire thing. Was that Claire? Probably. <laughs> I seem to have been the victim of many things when we were. <laughs> yes, I, I heard about that, that, that you're the one with the broken leg. Yes. 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 Okay. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to. I just wasn't sure how you were supposed to do it. I think you're supposed <laughs> to. I think you're supposed to push the bottom of the swing, not the kids' back. Or, 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 or maybe when they're actually holding on. I suppose. Yeah, that's always yeah. the trick. That kind of is, you know, like just a little point, you know, to remember. Kind of holding on. No, let's swing. <laughs> that's why I like that's the baby awesome. ones, so that they're actually strapped in. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. resilience building as well because whoever wasn't holding on needed to learn that lesson. Good point. So yeah. You were just teaching a lesson, Mum, which is if you're not holding on, you're going to break both your knees. Survival yeah. skills. It's important. Well, then you know what? Then that was a good lesson from your mum because yeah. really good lesson learned, you know. So she did the right thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, um, Claire, what's your first memory of Jessie? I can remember being little and we shared a bedroom and I remember um, not being able to go to sleep and we would talk and talk and talk Um, and we used to do this thing, I only remembered it recently, where every night before we went to bed I would say, I love you and she'd say, I love you more and I would say, I love you more and she'd say, I love you more and we used to go on and on and on and I'm like, God, when did we stop doing that? We must have been like 18. Oh, that's great. But um, and I also remember um, just playing, like playing in parks and out the back. We had just weird games we would invent that we would just play for hours and hours and hours. Um, and we had quite a few pets when we were little, so lots of rabbits and um, cats and that kind of thing. So we always had something we were playing with. That's cute. And Jesse, uh, your first memory of Claire? Do you? It's what strikes you. It's weird because it's like asking what's your first memory of yourself? Like Mm. there is no memory distinctive Claire ever. So it's, you know, even if I think about my first memory, it's always Claire's sitting beside me or behind me, never in front, but in the the periphery. Um, I remember playing that. We used to play this water game where we'd want to serve water to each other so we had the hose and we probably terrible we probably caused the drought (laughs) like fill a a cup up with water and then we were just constantly playing like we're at a bar and it honestly it was like eight hours in outside doing it we we would just I don't know have a lot of fun on our own and I have this weird memory of dad was a member at a golf club and we um I think we had we called them fire engines which were like Mm -hmm. pink lemonade I remember having too much and then I threw up and it was pink. 
And Claire, I think you were like saying how disgusting it was. And it was outside our house. Do you remember that on the front part? <laughs> I remember that really clearly. <laughs> obviously, a very, yeah, very memorable moment for you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like, a, I mean, obviously, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a very fun childhood. Of, I mean, I suppose yeah. growing up with a twin, as we, well, as I was listening, you know, that you were never lonely. Mm. Don't know exactly. And I think I think we were surprised when we went to school and then people were very, especially girls, were very into having a best friend and everybody mm. was trying to find their best friend. And we weren't ever trying to do that because we had each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so which, you know, probably had positives and negatives that we didn't feel the need to put ourselves out there or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty amazing having a built-in best friend. Did Were you always in the same? I mean, obviously in high school you would have had different subjects, but were you always in class together? Just kindergarten. Mm. So we were in kindy together and then I think, Mum, did you ask for us to be separated? Um, no, I just read it somewhere that it was a good idea to keep you together for kinder. <laughs> and then, and and the principal asked my advice, and I said I don't know. And then I think I just read that somewhere. It seemed like a logical thing to do. Yeah, gee, I, I, I guess the girls paved the way for the boys. Like I suppose you were like, you know, it was the test dummies. Also, <laughs> like unless they were very different to the girls. But it's amazing because obviously, yes, you just sort of, I presume, just followed the same kind of guidelines that the girls yeah. paved. Yeah, for sure. And and the school was fantastic because the school always asked what I thought. They didn't, they didn't have a, a policy. They didn't have a twin policy. They just said, what do you reckon? Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I think as well because we were shy and Jack and Nick were shy as well that it was probably important. I suppose it depends on the personalities, but putting us in different classes meant that we could maybe develop more mm. of an identity and we were put out of our comfort zone and had to speak to other kids and all that kind of stuff. So that was probably a very positive, important part of our development. Well, mm. you're definitely not shy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of our shell at, you know, 25. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all right. Better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, was it a shock to you? And obviously, I mean, as you said, you know, when you discovered you were having another set of twins, I mean, did you have a lot of help, a lot of assistance, family? Like, how'd you go? Yeah. yeah. Mum lived down the road oh. and she was fabulous. Yeah. And um, husband's mother, she was a little bit further away, but also fabulous. Mm. But yeah, they're the things that go through your head because you think, <laughs> um, how will I ever go back to work? Who will mind four all, children? All these children, yes. How do you leave the house with four children? I yeah. like that. <laughs> Just yeah, you leave usually with one with no shoes on. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that was very common. But, no, people were very supportive um, and helpful and you just did what you did, so just, you know, whatever you could. So if it was too hard to go out, then you stayed home. Mm, mm. You know? And, and how long did it take you then to go back to work? Um, it was I worked part-time. So when the girls were born, I worked part-time at TAFE 
So I could do all sorts of uh, variety of hours from six hours a week to 12 hours a mm, week, depending mm. on the, on, you know, the classes and stuff. Um, and then with the boys, I just remained, remained working part-time. I didn't oh, go wow. back to work full-time, full-time until, yeah. until the girls went to high school. Right, right. But still, I guess that still it's must still have been busy. Yeah, challenging. Yeah, yeah. we had... Um, uh, we had a very good childcare arrangement in that the TAFE had a childcare centre, mm. and but then a new person came in and took over the TAFE and said, no, 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 the centre is for the students, not for the teachers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I did so, very close, close. Yeah. So <laughs> for a little while there, we had um, like we hired nannies. We had people coming to our house. And we were probably breaking the law because they we weren't paying them, you know, loads of money. We didn't have loads of money. So sometimes there might have been a little bit of uh, keep your unemployment benefits and come and work for mm, me mm. for two days. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure they loved it. I was going to say, it worked for you. you. You needed help. I mean, you know. Yeah, and it, and it was very interesting. We had a number of different people Um yeah, and it worked. It worked to have someone arrive at the house in mm. the morning so that I could go to work for those, whatever it was, two or three days. Yeah. I mean, I had the same when Jordana and Jeremy, my other, my son, was were little that I had somebody come into the house. It was just so much easier for me to walk yeah. out and then walk yeah. in. And then when I walked in, they walked out. Like yeah. just, yeah, like it, it worked until it didn't. You know, you can't have some bad ones. But anyway, <laughs> mainly they were mainly good ones. Yeah. Aren't there some stories there? We could swap some stories oh, about the good ones I, and the bad I'll ones. I'll give hey? you one quick story. Oh. I came home. I oh, I, wor- I lived near where my uh, shop was or office and I walked in and I found her in the bathroom doing her makeup and my son, who was like two years old, locked in the laundry. Locked in the yeah. laundry, and it was a hot laundry with a skylight, no no windows, no I, she was fired on the spot. Where oh. was I? Day wow. Oh, you know, okay, I know. So that was that was my worst experience, but anyway. <laughs> He's like, fine, though. He, He's yeah. fine. Well, we came, Mostly. I came home, I'll tell you one, mm. I, we came home one day and one of them was laying on the lounge while the kids were just doing whatever and the place looked like a bomb had hit it. Oh. And my husband, who tends to be a little bit sarcastic, he asked her if she'd like a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and she and probably she, believed it, did she? Oh, yes, please. She said yes. <gasps> she said yes. Yes, please. She said yes, please. Oh. And he went off into the kitchen and made her oh, a cup no. of tea. <laughs> and then she, she never came back long. again. <laughs> she told me she wanted to be a nanny. She wanted to be a nanny to the stars. Oh, I see. Oh, well, okay. hang on. You she know, was because they are now. So she just was a bit early. <laughs> She wanted to travel the world and go skiing with rich families yeah, and stuff. Well, I don't think she'd survive nah, for too long. Nah, that doesn't. Yeah. Oh, she didn't last very long. Yeah, that sounds funny. <laughs> um, I have to ask, Jesse and Claire, since you were in different classes, did you ever do like a parent trap thing where you swapped? Definitely. Yeah. We would have. I think we did it a few times and we did it more in high school where we'd be in different classes and swap and they would never notice. Really? I don't think. Jack and Nick swapped. Um, yeah, we had a few instances and we were playing tennis 
um, when we were in year 10 or 11, I think. And Claire can serve, but I can't. And so, because we're playing doubles, Claire just served every set and they didn't. Oh, they didn't know. That's so, great. Yeah, it was it was really good and we won. I didn't feel guilty. I didn't even know it was unethical. And then, <laughs> Mom, I think you mentioned it to someone and they were like, that's really unfair because people lost. <laughs> and I was like, mm. No, oh. it's their fault for not having a twin exactly. to do the bit that they can't do. That's do great. Do. And I didn't care because it was the first thing you'd ever won. Oh, yeah. oh you gotta got to take what you get. I mean, really, take the yeah. win. I take the win circumstances to your advantage a hundred percent listen you you know you had to share the space in the womb actually who was born first I was by um 20 minutes and yeah so Jessie came 20 minutes later she spread out she got stuck she was very excited to have a moment to herself um, and made it hell for mum, didn't she, mum? Yes, she did. And your, and your father who thought for sure that he was going to be handed his second daughter in pieces. Yeah. Oh. Maybe here's a leg, here's a shoulder. <laughs> it was revolting. Can, can I hear the story about, again, about the, you know, running over, well, I think that <laughs> Wasn't running over with a car, obviously. But, um, yes, how your leg got broken at such an early age. Yeah, so I was nine months old and Gran was looking after us. We were at her place and she had this little brown trolley thing that sort of had um, had wheels. I guess it had, like, decorative things on it, like a little table. And Jessie, I guess, decided to push it and she pushed it over my leg mm. and it was a spiral fracture. Um, mm. And so, yes, I went to hospital and was very little to have a broken leg. Mm. I think mum did the hospital think that maybe Gran did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. We got investigated. Oh, oh did yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, like that they couldn't believe a child had actually done it to another child. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, and because the spiral fracture is, a is you know, that sets off alarm bells oh. for people in the children's hospital. I see. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, poor old Gran. Yeah. Oh, she Did must she have look felt, after you again? Oh, she must have felt so bad. Yeah. She was horrified. And the fact that she got investigated was even, even worse. worse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I believe, Jesse, yeah. you enjoyed the um, being an only child for a little while. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I had put Claire in hospital successfully <laughs> to be an only child and I got all this time of being an only child and mum and dad gave me all this attention and we'd go out to dinner just like us three um, and I'd hang out and, like, wasn't I on, like, really good behaviour, mum? Like I was always laughing, just a real joy. Oh, absolutely! You were on top of the world. I don't know that. I don't know that we went out for dinner, darling. You're only nine months old. <laughs> it sounded good at the time. Exactly. I like to imagine we went to really fancy restaurants. Oh, you did? Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, sat there and had frogs legs. Yeah. You know, like I mean, sure, why not? They just leave Claire behind. She was fine. She wasn't going anywhere. And 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 then Claire came back. And then Claire yeah. came back. Then she came back and we'd kind of adjusted to family life without her. So I don't know how she got back 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mum, what did Jessie think when I got back? Did she miss me? I don't know. Things just went back to normal very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very it wasn't very easy. I can't imagine that I would have been. No, having one child in hospital and we didn't yeah. know what the experience of children's hospital was like at that time. Mm. But the parents were really expected to be there all the time. I mean, how like I was how? supposed to sleep in a bed beside your bed mm. and and it was it was madness. Mm. And you can't. And then you had a child at home. Yeah. How could you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't understand it because yeah. I mean that obviously children need that security and they apparently they heal better and more quickly and all of that sort of stuff so their time in hospital is much shorter. Mm. But I didn't cuz Claire wasn't sick. Mm. She mm. just had a leg in plaster mm, mm. and she was in traction, which was pretty funny because the traction was supposed to keep the leg still and she used to flip over onto her tummy. Oh, because oh, well, she I mean, didn't you understand. Not, you were little. Yeah. <laughs> so that really wasn't working. No. It really wasn't working. <laughs> mm. oh, goodness me. Mind you, it must, you know have, must have been very um, difficult when she came then home with the, also the leg in plaster. God, that must have been hard for you. Well, no, I think they took the plaster oh. off when they realised that it wasn't working. She wasn't oh. walking. So what was the point in stopping her That's from true. putting pressure on a leg when she wasn't walking right. anyway? Right. But she then didn't walk until she was almost two. Oh, wow. Because you're probably terrified. Is that really late, Mum? <laughs> She's only asking now. Oh. You walk now. It's okay. <laughs> So yeah. Jesse so was walking and I wasn't? Yes. Okay. And, and did I make her get things for me? Absolutely. Oh, See, so that's why. Why would you? You didn't need, you didn't need to. to. You, were, you would just point and say words that she understood. <laughs> did they have, yeah, I was going to ask, did they have their own kind of language between, especially before obviously they were a bit sort of into toddlerhood? Did they? I don't remember that. I don't remember them having that. They might think they did. But but I don't remember them. Like they weren't made up words yeah. or anything mm. like that. Yeah, I guess they had their own little language that they knew what each other was wanting, yeah. feeling. Do you know what I mean? I suppose that's what happens between twins. You probably yeah. still are like that now. Like you wouldn't need to finish a sentence; the other one would no. know. Exactly. I think it's like in gestures and looks and shorthand and all of that that you can kind of communicate a lot have you ever felt like if one has experienced something that the other one kind of semi feels it or not that deep there are instances where like something might be going wrong and I'll think I don't know get sort of a bad feeling Mm. or get like I remember it happening a bit in high school um, and a few times we've woken up and had the exact same dream. Oh, wow. Which it, it sort of makes sense when your days are so similar and your unconscious is probably quite um, yeah. experiencing the same yeah. things. Mm. Yeah, but th- there'll be weird coincidences all the time. Now that we don't live together, it's always showing up to work, hanging out, wearing the same thing by accident, hmm. yeah. going shopping, being like, damn it, that's the bikini I bought. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, but I so guess it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
because it, you're, yeah, you know, you're twins. You're twins. Yes. We're trying to have our own identity. It's very funny. Well, I remember you saying you found out you were identical, but your whole lives you thought you were fraternal. Yes. So when we were born, um, mum was told we were fraternal because we were in two different sacks. Is that right, mum? Yep. Two different sacks? Mm. And then um, we had a bunch of people say, no, you've got to be identical. You look too similar to be fraternal. And so just to shut them up, we thought we would do a test. Mm. And then it came back that we were 99.99999%. So, yes, we we are identical, which I still don't fully understand because I think we do have differences. And I've seen twins who are a lot more identical than us. But um, apparently, it's it's a bigger kind of um, spectrum than than, than just looks. Use. Than just looks. Yeah, yeah. So it can be that when you're conceived, you've got the same genetics, but even in the womb and how you develop can be different depending on the environment. Mm, even so, if the environment is the womb. So fascinating. So fascinating. And yeah. are your brothers yeah. also mm. identical? We want them to get the bloody test oh. and they're too lazy to get it. Oh. But we are they're mo- way more alike than Claire Oh, they and actually I. look alike. They look yeah. more alike. So Claire and I really like family and stuff don't get us mixed up and at work they don't get us mixed up, but our brothers are constantly being mixed up mm. probably because like I'm quite a bit taller, mm. like yeah, a bit taller than Claire and a bit bigger than Claire, whereas um, Jack and Nick have, I think they're pretty much identical in height and have always been pretty much the same weight. Um, yeah. There are little differences, but most people, we've got friends who still wouldn't be able to tell mm. them. Oh, wow. Amazing. So they're pretty much identical. Yeah. They just yeah. don't have that little certificate saying that yeah. they are. Yeah, they've got to get the bloody t- yeah. <laughs> They're so lazy. <laughs> and, 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 so you, oh, go Santa, on, no, you too. Santa might bring it. Yeah, that's a good gift. (laughs) That's a nice, good announcement. Um, (laughs) And what are some of the differences between the two of them that you think are the most obvious differences Uh, between the girls? Yes, yes. um, uh, uh, Yeah, I I see lots of physical differences, and um, and Claire was born tiny. But there's also some very tiny people on my husband's side of the family, so I don't know what that's about. Um, I, I see some differences in in personality. I think um, I would pick Jess as a little more of the extrovert, a bit more of the front man. Um, but I've always said from when they were babies that as soon as I think I've got them, pegged they'll do something to surprise me mm. Mm. so and, and then and then of course a life experience will happen like Claire going and living in Boston for a year um, was almost like coming back a different person mm. because mm. for 12 months she mm. had been totally independent and that brought with it an incredible amount of confidence mm. Mm. so where I thought she might have been a little bit lacking in confidence, which I don't see as a problem. I don't see that as a negative mm. in any way. Um, but certainly I noticed a big difference then. Mm. So, yeah, I see slight differences because you know your own kids and you know that, you know, they can be uh, 
you know, they can appear to be quite confident, but you also know their insecurities mm, because they talk mm. to you about them. Mm, mm. Yep, so true. Yeah. yeah. What, what was it like when Claire was away for both of you? Did it feel like a, I mean, all I can think of is like a, a breakup in a way because you were so close for your entire lives and then you were separate? Yeah, you were saying Claire always says that that being like making new friends and having this identity as an individual and it comes up, you know, a month after you've met someone that you're a twin and they don't really care because mm-hmm. it's like they haven't met the twin. So you're just this individual mm, and yeah. you kind of wake up and be whoever you want to be and I think that meant you weren't playing into a role and then probably in Sydney I was leaning into friendships um, that whenever we'd go and see someone it would be the three of us and I had to go, oh, if I want to catch up with her then, you know, her and I will go out to dinner. And so it was not playing so much of a role in a dynamic anymore but learning probably more to be our own people, which was really hard Mm. but I think it's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, because I went to Boston with my partner um, who I'm still with now and I think that sort of, so in a way, even though it was um, detached from Jesse, I still had another person that I was still kind Mm. of wrapped, like your identity still kind of tied to them a little bit. So, um, So I was lucky that I've sort of always had somebody else to grab onto so I'm not on my own. What was it like? Because it seems like you've always worked together. You went to the same uni and you obviously did different courses. So what is it like being, I mean, other than obviously that one year in Boston, being in each other's lives on a day-to-day basis? It can result in fights. Um, <laughs> we we argue, we can argue a fair bit depending on how much time um, in we're... The, in the office, does that happen at at all? Yes. Yep. We can. We disagree a lot, and um, and our coworkers often make comments about it because um, they think it's awkward and weird. But we're like, it's not. Like, <laughs> how are we talking about? Um, and it was awkward when there was a bit of a power differential. So when I was sort of leading a team and Jesse was in that team, um, we'd sort of have a little bit of tension with if Jesse was questioning me or whatever it was. Um, so that would get a little bit uncomfortable. But um, but I think it's just really natural for us to always be together. Like we were, you know, both in the office yesterday and it's just we walk in and go and get a coffee and then a few hours later we go and get lunch and then a few hours later we go for a walk. And it's just um, it's incredibly natural to just be talking all day and be going off and doing separate things but then, Coming back Coming together. together. And we yeah. do think that we probably do our some of our best work when we're together because we get to talk things through and even if we're trying to do like, you know, we've written recaps and with anything that's kind of comedy writing, you need another person there to tell you if it's funny. It's almost mm. impossible to do on your own and you need someone who will tell you when it's not funny because yeah. other people care about your feelings. <laughs> we don't. You don't have to worry about that. No, yeah. Claire can write something and go, what do you honestly think? And I'll be like, that's a cliche, that line sounds dumb, this bit works. <laughs> yeah. And there's no crap, which I think has been 
a real strength of ours to, to have that honesty. But we've also learned in the last few years the importance of having our um, our own projects that we don't have to rely on each other in terms of timelines, in terms of, mm. uh, you know, discipline, uh, to, to also prove to ourselves that we're an, an individual who um, has our own thoughts and ideas mm. yeah. that we can express without needing another person to give us permission. Mm. I mean, and from your point of view, it must be so, you know, heartening to see them work together, thrive together, be so close. Like, I mean, that, like, that's all you'd, all you'd want for your children, really. Yeah, it comes with um, some concerns because. <laughs> you think they're two on top of each other? <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't really, but I do feel as though some people look at, look at them sometimes and think, that's weird. <laughs> that they do so much together. It's weird that they used to live together, they yeah. work together, whatever. It's, it's the same with our boys. The boys mm. are in the same occupation. Oh, are they? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And other people look at it and think it's weird, <laughs> but I don't give a rat's what No, God, I wouldn't either. I, I you think don't know any brilliant. different either. All I want is for them to be their own people yeah. and to be independent and capable mm. so sometimes I see say with the boys I see them and I would like to see them more separate because I want them to develop all those skills that come with being separate and being an individual do you mind but me asking what do they do like it's so interesting they both teach oh is that yeah. lovely That's oh so great. they continued the family tradition That's so nice That's so nice so they were they started in childcare. Um, and we'll probably end up back there um, because teaching is really hard. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was going to say after homeschooling for 12 weeks yeah. and you did it for 30 years, so I don't have yeah. anything on you, but, yes, teaching is really hard. Yeah. So and I think they might go off and pursue something else. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've people just develop in their own way at their own pace and you know what other people think is weird well mm. they can think it's weird oh, yeah I think it's nice you're never alone I hate yeah. being by myself like I have to have yeah. the tv on in the background when I'm working because I need voices so for you guys you're just never on your own I think it's great yeah. Yeah. The, thing that, the thing that frustrates me is when I see the same arguments over and over again like who took the makeup bag to sleep over? <laughs> the important and things. Yeah. The important things. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. So when you see that, the, the recurring arguments, or it's hilarious, I'll go for a walk and I'll, I'll get a phone call from Claire. She'll tell me something that's happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. And then about 10 Jersey. minutes later, I'll get a phone call from Jessie. <laughs> And you go, really? 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 Oh, that's terrible. She should not have said that. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it, actually, in saying that, can you take sides or your card or like, like who, yeah, whose side? Oh, I, I, I guess it depends I'm, or no sides. I'm not listening. No. <laughs> Good, that's even better. <laughs> Just agree with no. both of them. No, I don't. I, I can. See, I know what my role is, mm. and it's not—it's not to say whether one is right or mm. wrong. My role is just to listen, listen have a bit of a sounding board, and yeah. to 
and to listen. I so, think that's and I'm very good. More than happy to do that because most of the time they're not complaining about each other. Oh, we're just nice. sharing. We're sharing ideas and having a laugh and um, yeah, having fun most of the time. <laughs> and Claire, I mean, I know we probably covered this, but I mean, what do you think is the best part about being a twin? Um, I think it's in terms of being a creative person, I think it's being able to have a sounding board that you can trust and who you know has your best interests at heart, that you know that they're going to tell you whether something's good or silly or whatever it is. And it's also, um, Jessie said this when she was writing her book and, and I've thought it as well when I write, um, there's this idea that whenever you write something, you're writing for one person ultimately, like you're, you're trying to impress one person. And um, it's hard if that person that you're trying to impress, you sort of don't have an avenue to, to show them yeah. that work and get their feedback. Whereas with Jess and I, when I write, I think it's her I want to impress. Mm. So it's quite good that I can write and then give it to her and say, what do you think? And she'll um, she'll give me honest, honest opinions. So I think, yeah, it's having that um, that person that you can always go back and forth with and somebody who's always on your side mm. as well. Mm. Often I think that's the hardest thing when there's conflict in life or something goes wrong and you feel like you're totally alone and nobody gets your perspective. Um, we've always been able to get each other's perspective and back each other up. That's nice. Yeah. And if you do have fights, how do you resolve it? Is it sort of just like you kind of have it and then you just blink and you kind of like go on to the next thing? Yes. Yeah. No fight is resolved. <laughs> there are like 100 <laughs> ongoing fights. We could pick it up now. We could pick yeah. it up now. It's like. But sometimes we'll be fighting and then I'll see something on Instagram that I just need to send Jessie and I'm like, oh, whatever, and I just send it to her and I'm like, this person's really annoying. We're <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a fight, but I have something else I need to talk to you about, so just pause the fight. <laughs> yeah, like something happened with Kim and Kanye. I have to just yes. talk to you about it. See, that's a, that's a good thing about working sort of for Mamma Me. You've got that celebrity fallback that you can just be like, hang on a minute, this is this is classified as work, so we just got to park mm-hmm. our fight now exactly. and get back exactly. to work. This is really important. Yeah, I mean, we need to discuss this. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And if you ever, over the years, had to navigate a difficult partner or friendship situation, I mean, Claire, you've been with the same partner for many years, but how how do you both navigate that situation if it's a friend or a boyfriend you're not so impressed with? Jesse's had quite a few that <laughs> I haven't been impressed with, and they were some tense years. Um, trying to tell her that I didn't get it. Um, and, yeah, but I think um, I think we're in a better situation now where that doesn't happen so much, Jessie, because I'm yeah. like a partner. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that, that you were honest but you also knew that you weren't going to change my mind. So you kind of have to let the other person learn it for themselves. Same with a friendship or you know, certain friendships that you see develop and you're like, oh, I don't know about that person. I don't know if I trust them. And generally we will have the same taste in in people and friendships and be very much in line. Like we can tell there was someone 
one night that, that we went out with and we both just had this feeling. We got into the Uber afterwards and it wasn't anything explicit, but I was like, I feel like that person was being kind of low-key mean the whole time. Yeah, and like, yeah they were. And mm. we were very much tuned into the same the same thing. It's never would we go out and meet a bunch of people and then leave and have different opinions on that bunch of people. Mm, like yeah. I think they're very um and now we share almost all our friends. Uh and it's, you know, a big group of us and yeah, it's quite equal that way. That's great. Yes. Getting very jealous of this. <laughs> I know. Oh, I wish I had a twin. I mean, I have. You've got I two have, sisters. I do have two sisters, so I'm very, very <laughs> blessed, even very say, lucky. Yeah, because Jordana doesn't have a sister. She's. A I love bit, my brother, but bit bummed about it's that. Not, but, it's not the same. But it's yeah, like it's you know way. when you you hear the inroads to it, you go, oh, I know that sounds good. I'd like that. But anyway, it's it's hard when you. So, for example, if we're all going out and Claire will bail last minute which she's not great at she can be a little bit unreliable (laughs) and she'll bail last minute and then I've got to go on your own and kind of Mm. well I'll go or be two two, the two of you yeah yeah. yeah. and also cop because they're looking at me and they're probably a bit cranky at Claire so I've kind of got a cop oh I see emotional disappointment at Claire even though I showed up Mm. and that's been a bit annoying Mm. when it's like Oh, now I'm going to have to hear. Oh, Claire didn't sh- as if I'm responsible for yes, her. Yes, for Claire. Yes, yes. you can't yes. be her keeper. Yeah, that can be really annoying. Sometimes. I get it. And so I think we put a lot of pressure on each other because it's like you are not representing us well right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to, You got to, You got to represent the Stevens name. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And people yeah. think we're unreliable when really it's just yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Team Stevens, obviously. <laughs> um, and on a on a different topic, um, when did you share with the girls about your first son Andrew? And thank you for your honesty. And how did you reconnect? Um well, I didn't share with them very much until recent years. Um I, I now know that they had an inkling because they found something in the study. They mm-hmm. found a birth certificate long time ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I shared with them in recent years when I thought, um, actually thought they could handle it. They had the maturity and whatever to handle it. Um, and we reconnected because Andrew... I always sort of had a funny feeling that that he would be very happy. I mm. thought he was very happy. And so there was no real need for him to reach out until he became very curious about his genetics. Um, and so I thought, I think he might reach out once he's thinking about starting a family. Oh, right. That's what was always in the back of my mind, that if I didn't hear from him as a teenager trying to work out his identity that I might hear from him years later. Mm. And, um, and that's what happened. Mm. So he was thinking about, he was, had, he was married. The process of him connecting wasn't as smooth as it could have been. It was probably drawn out um, longer than it should have been. And that was a mix up with some government departments and things. Mm. But yeah, it's been, pretty a very interesting time Mm. and very interesting for you jesse and 
Claire, how did you feel when you found out? I mean, clearly you'd been snooping before that, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> yeah, we we had found a birth certificate and so we sort of knew and we put together that mum had had a child but that child had been adopted. And so we always were very curious and we would look on Facebook and be like, oh, maybe we'll walk past him on the street one day and would we just know? <laughs> always wondered that. And it turns out that when Claire was in Boston, that's where he was living at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Isn't that incredible? Complete yeah. coincidence. Um, he was studying there and we didn't know he'd moved to the US. Like he was uh, in Australia for the first few years and then his family moved to the US. Yeah. So, um, you know, Claire could have very likely walked past him a bunch yeah. of times in the street and not known that was him. So there was um at the bottom of the street that I worked on, there was this um amazing university that, that I would always look at because it was just a beautiful building. And so I would always walk past it and say, Oh, imagine studying there. And that's where he was studying. Oh, wow. so- <laughs> it's like you almost had a semi-intuition about it. It's inf- yeah. that's fascinating. And yeah, Mom, you've always loved amazing. Boston and you've always loved the US. So when we discovered that's where he was, um, we then uh, conversed for, I think, you know, months before we decided to go over there and we went and met him in in Boston. And um, it was the weirdest experience, just an experience of going, oh, I already know this person. This is, mm-hmm. this is a brother. This is like sitting next to someone who you feel very connected to, and like, there's a lot you know already that you don't need to ask. Yeah. And and you can ask questions that you secretly want to ask everyone, but you don't have permission to. Mm. But you can say to him, like, "Did you have braces? Are you scared of the dark? What time do you wake up in the morning? Like, have you ever been scuba diving? Like, you can just ask mm. that. Mm. It makes sense that you're so interested. Mm. Like, it's, even though I mean, like that curiosity is sort of there's nothing weird about it. Um, so it's a very interesting relationship. It's amazing. I mean, it's it it is. It's nice to hear though that the the reason for reconnection was you know genetics, and he did have a great childhood growing up. Mm. You know, that's kind of always what you want. We had a mother and daughter on the podcast recently, and she had given her up for adoption, and they reconnected twenty years later when the adoption laws had changed. And, you know, they're in each other's lives now. She was in the room when her daughter had her baby and it's just like it's such a nice, it's a nice ending mm. um, to a chapter like that. I think it's just such a beautiful experience and and to be open and honest about it as well. Mm. And I think it is, that's definitely how Andrew sees it as a real gift, a gift of life but also a selflessness to know I'm not in the right place right now to raise this baby, but I want this baby to have the best life they could possibly Mm -hmm. have. And I think if you were reconnecting with any um, resentment or anger, which would be completely justified, everyone's got their own response, Mm. it would make it a very fraught, difficult experience. Mm. But because Andrew was in his 30s, he, you know, he's been to therapy, he's done all his stuff. Mm. And he's not walking around mad at the world mm, for his situation. Mm. He's going, I've had the most brilliant life and this is just enriching. And now we would talk multiple times mm. a week. Oh, that's he's got so a good. baby. Can't mm. wait to go visit the baby. Oh. He's just another, you know, member of our 
extended family. family. Yeah, that's great. which is really nice. And in saying that, we lead to the next question. Uh, what's it been like during lockdown and not being able to see each other as much? Or, I mean, obviously. Because you were living together, but then obviously not during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, so we weren't in the same, when you moved, Claire, we weren't in the same LGA. Yeah. I think oh. there was a park we could meet at that was like yeah. in between. But same with um, mum, she's, there wasn't a place we could meet. So for, you know, a good maybe two months or so there, there was no mm. overlap, which is really awful because even if you can, you know, go a while without seeing your mum, but you know you can if you need to. Yeah. And when you can't, you're like, oh, yeah. I actually really yeah. want to go for a walk with my mum today and I can't. Mm. That, I think that was really difficult and obviously, you know, being on the phone or whatever is not a perfect. Mm. No, it doesn't make it doesn't make it it doesn't make up for the in person. And even when you see someone on a screen, as you would know, even just in your work experience mm. life of just being on screen with somebody, it's not the same as seeing them no. physically. It was yeah. really, yeah, kind of uncomfortable and that was the same last year as well, I think. And I sort of didn't realise it at the time because everybody was sort of just going through the motions. But I remember um, like obviously we, we were working and that kind of thing and at one point Mia like basically said to Jess and I, like messaged us and was like, just so you know, both of you are really weird at the moment and you need to see each other. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I don't know if you can tell, but you need each other really badly. So she was like, you know that you can go into the office to record. Like that is essential. Like mm. it's a podcast studio, like it's mm. essential. If you want to go in to record your podcast instead of doing it from home, you can do that. So she was sort of just assuring us like, you know, there is a place that you're allowed to go. Mm. Like, you know, for you to see each other once a week, for you to... Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like you needed to recharge your batteries by seeing each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting that she could sort of tell, whereas I was like, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) But clearly not. (laughs) You're not fine. And what about you, Anne? How did did you cope? Um, Yeah, it's it's been an extraordinary time Mm. because... um, yeah, my husband had a stroke at the oh. beginning of it, which he, um, you know, is recovering wonderfully. Um, but, yeah, we just sort of t- took a step back and just slowed down in so many mm. regards. Mm. Um, it was great to, to be talking to the girls all the time on the phone and that sort of thing, but it's almost like you go into some sort of hibernation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and you just... You just get by doing mm. what you're doing, and and your little your little Friday night takeaway <laughs> becomes <laughs> becomes the highlight of the entire week. Mm. Um, very strange times, and very our week strange. because you would call us every Friday yeah. to tell us what you were having for takeaway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll watch Towards my call, and then let me call you on Saturday morning to tell you what Ted Lasso was about last night. <laughs> Ted Lasso, oh my god, oh, so good. Ted Lasso, yeah, it's oh. great. Oh. Oh. But my husband's golf club was doing a a themed Friday night dinner, so you would go to the golf club and pick it up. And then bring it home. Oh, and they did Mexican, they did Thai, they did Italian. 
Gee, that's very, um, very fancy compared to our golf club. Your golf club I, did I'm nothing. also a member of our <laughs> golf club and she's going to be annoyed they do, now. They do nothing. They do nothing. They don't even open the golf. Yeah. They don't well, even let you in. Yeah. It didn't last time, but this time um, <laughs> I think different person running it or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, and they were doing like 250 meals Gosh. On, a Friday, on a Friday night. It was just it was very fabulous. Fancy. And then you that get is it. very <laughs> fancy. It was very fancy. I, I, the Italian, I can imagine looking forward to Friday nights. That sounds yeah. pretty good to me. Yeah. I know. Between that and the new episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Friday's a winning yeah. day. Except, and except now it's all over. Yeah, it's true. I know. Because you would have finished watching Ted Lasso. It's over. Yeah. I know, until yeah. the next season. You rewatch it from the beginning. It's like as if. Oh, really? Yeah. I watch it a yeah, second I time. I watch oh, series you? all the time I, I, oh. on repeat. Oh, okay. Didn't yeah. know. And Didn't know so it was a thing. You miss. Yeah, There's exactly. a lot that you miss first time round because there's so many. It's so fast. The dialogue. Oh, so very fast. fast very fast. Yeah. Uh, so clever. Well, that's how we survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of TV watching. And lots yeah. of walking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And did you girls eventually? You started obviously working together and did you become a bit more yourselves again? Like it's funny that being together makes you more yourselves. Yeah, it was only like probably a couple of weeks after we were sort of slowly going back into the world that I was like, oh, I feel like a totally different person. I hadn't realised that I was not doing well. (laughs) I hadn't realised. We launched a new podcast during lockdown together so to have a joint project that we could own and Mm. explore and trial and throw ourselves into I think was made us feel sane it gave us something to feel excited about which the monotony of lockdown kind of sucked a lot of that yeah Mm. it was a really great period to to then really enjoy each other's company on the podcast which I I can hear you do because I I walk laughing like I have to stop myself laughing in the street because because I'm I feel like yeah I feel like I'm part of the conversation and I laugh and you you know it obviously you thrive off each other that's that's the winning sort of recipe well I remember in the beginning not the beginning but you know when all of this lockdown happened and Jordana sort of mentioned once Oh, maybe we can do this separately. And I gave her a look like she was like, "You're kidding! You're I'm not kidding doing me? this. I'm like, not uh, running uh, the show on my uh, own. <laughs> I'm going to use this. I'm going to do this because the equipment. This is my this Where my house. house. Our podcast room is in my house. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm going to sit there on my own." And, she was like, "That's not going to fly. Like, no, 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 not, so, not going to happen." Right. I think you've got to be in the same room to have that energy, chemistry, yes. and fun, and yeah. That's what people listen to and it was just, it was really good to sit across from each other and the whole point of that is to like make each other laugh mm. and lean into, surprise each other I think is a really good thing to to give an audience. Mm. Exactly. We did have some audience questions. Um, the first one is for Jesse and Claire, what's your favourite memory together? <laughs> I would say, like yeah. I think about like Boston in winter, or yeah. going to New York in in winter, and we're in Times Square, and it was the first. I love that you were happy that it was winter though, because I lived yeah. through two winters, 
And I can tell you, I was not happy. <laughs> yeah, this was novelty. I had come from Sydney. Maybe I'd never seen snow. Oh, yeah, then and it's fun. Times yeah. Square, snowing. I think it was just like we love traveling just us because you don't have to pretend like you want to go out to dinner if you don't. You can mm. just get takeaway and go to bed early, yeah. mm. if we did. Um, loved it. I reckon that probably those memories are our. Yeah, and also um, going to, I reckon Hawaii, when we did Hawaii, that was a lot of fun. Like, and we can just be as weird and have, you know, it's like all we want to do is sea turtles. That's it. That's what this whole holiday is about. So yeah. we'll go snorkeling and go to beaches and when we, we saw a seal and we got very excited. So um, those sorts of things are. That's yeah. great. Uh, this is an audience question, so I don't think this is coming from me actually. Uh, Anne, do you have a favourite? And does it change day to day? So, yeah, this is the audience asking. <laughs> I promise you, I, I can show you the screenshot. I would never me. ask. You can't always, You can't ask a parent who their favourite child is. No, yeah. don't have don't have a favourite. The, the the joke is that Nicholas is the favourite. Yeah. But um, but that is the family. That's just the family joke. Because no, they're, they're, no, they're both annoying. Uh, <laughs> Nick's the youngest, and Nick is very. I don't know. He's, he's a mummy's boy. He's a mummy's boy. He's a mummy's boy. And like yeah. when we have a thing that like I'll say a joke, no one will laugh, and then Nick will say the same joke and mum and dad are crying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh, that's Thanks. unfair. Yeah. So that's why we say Nick is a favourite. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to jump into our lightning round, which is all about us. So one word to describe your relationships, I guess, you and your mum as opposed to you and um, Claire and Jesse when you were teenagers? Oh, that's Fraught would be mine. <laughs> I'd say close because I think we were still, I was still very, very close with mum even though we, we fought. So close. <laughs> Anne's nodding her head. She's not saying anything yet. <laughs> What's yours, Mum? A word? Yeah. Or it could be two. And can we, we, we can two. extend to two because there's two of them. Yeah. Well, when Jess said fraught, I thought she was going to say my word, which was frustrating. Mm. <laughs> Even though it was good, it was fun, and, yes, we were close and all the rest of it, but I do remember many times gritting my teeth thinking, oh, my God, is this going to happen again? Mm. And Claire would say, Jesse always does blah, blah. And Jess would say, Claire always does blah, blah. And it was, yeah, it was slightly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and now one word to describe your relationship now in adulthood. Probably easy. Yeah. I'd, oh, I've got a lame one, but it's two words. That's okay. You're fine. It's fine. And it's best friend. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, Claire. What a cool beautiful. friends, Claire. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> she's she's positioning herself to be the favourite now. Yeah. 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 I I don't know what what the one word is, but often, well, I suppose it's it's grateful. It's oh. grateful because I don't think I would have, you know, with all the Andrew stuff. Um, and even and with COVID and mm. with Pete being sick and all of that sort of stuff, the girls have just been 
we're in tune with each other. We're emotion, like we're, we're, we know what we need and we support each other emotionally. So that's nice. I'm grateful. Sorry, that look that we gave each other wasn't, wasn't about for you, you guys. I think that I can hear my children kids, downstairs. The noise level has gone from zero to like a hundred. My dad, <laughs> my, I didn't even notice. Oh, okay, oh. Look, both of us were just oh wait, my God, just that wait. Noise <laughs> my from dad, two little ones. Like they're seriously. so loud. Oh, it was funny when you were saying about the girls were like. Jesse always this and Claire always this. They say that now and they're four and six. So I know at least when they're teenagers, it's never going to change. It's great. It's always, always. Yeah, it's, never, it's that always. It's, it's, I'm like, it's yeah, not it always. always. does that. Yeah. It's like you give one, two, two, two things. Well, I've got to have two things, but that yeah. second thing was bigger than the last one, so I've got to have now three. And the other one says, no, now, well, now I need three. And you go, oh, my God. See, I can't <laughs> imagine what the competition was like because my boys, I mean, they're two and a bit years part and the competition is fierce mm-hmm. so do you feel like the competition was quite fierce I mean it probably never ends we I, I was thinking about this yesterday I didn't feel too much competitiveness I don't think growing up I actually think it's more when you're not a twin maybe on a tw- when you're a twin you feel like you've got a team mm. so you feel a little bit more supported but I, I almost feel like we were competitive with other people and yeah. we were the team, yes. but we were, we were competing against others. I guess nobody, <laughs> could, could, nobody could compete against you. You're, yeah. A, yeah. you're a team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Twin force. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, what characteristics do you think you have of your mum? Jeff, you go first. I'm trying to think. I think that um, when I am able to articulate something that people are feeling or or have a perspective on a news story, which is part of my job, I think that's come from mum. And most of my opinions, I'm like, oh, that actually mum said that. Hmm. Um, I think growing up, we didn't just watch the news or watch a show. There was always interpretation and perspective and, a, you know, a bit of a feminist lens and a lot of critical thinking. And I think probably that the, the critical thinking element has very much come from mum. And mum's very engaged in the culture. Like she kind of knows what's going on, what people are watching, and that's been a big part of our jobs. And I think I probably got that from mum. Yeah, I think I argue like my partner and I will argue in in like a you know argue about a friendly like, way yeah issues and whatever it is and and I think I've got um that from mum like that ability to like convince someone of something over time yeah. <laughs> form an argument beat yeah. them down yeah. <laughs> yeah. and is that how you see the characteristics of them from you is is that what you would say oh, well it's certainly um, yeah, it's representative of, of what we did um, what we did growing up. Mm. You know, we did a lot of playing and reading and um, and commenting on things. I've got a, a I've got a loud family. <laughs> My siblings are all loud and they have opinions on everything. That's good. So everybody has a voice, which is good. Yeah. Well, the loudest person. Okay, gets heard. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, because I've got all brothers. Oh, okay. oh so, yeah. So to be heard, you had to be loud, and then as soon as you raised your voice, they said you lost. 
<laughs> so, yeah, but every, lots of opinions flying around. Um, who gives the best advice? Most people jump in and say mum. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think mum does. Although yeah, mum's not not um, prescriptive in that way. Mm. Like I think that if I was to call with a work issue, nine times out of ten, mum wouldn't say this is what you mm. should do. Mm. Well, gathered that um, probably from our previous talking about it. Yeah, she's a listener. Yeah. She's a listener. Yeah. Exactly. We'd go back and forth, and maybe I'd say a few things. But definitely not. I never feel like I'm being told what to what do. To do. Yeah. Although I think that often it'll be something. Yeah, I suppose if I'm I'm struggling with something, Mum's very kind of common sense, like common sense and mm. logical um, about situations. So I think in that way, yeah, that's very helpful. Yeah, I think the same. Is there Dad, a gives, some, Dad gives some good advice. Yeah. Is it's they, nice. See, it's nice when sometimes the dad comes in. Okay, so so in saying that, I, I guess I'm going to say then what's the best advice your father has given you rather than <laughs> a mum? If you can get past the sarcasm. Yeah. I think that dad has a thing. The advice he always gives us is like it's very hard to put into words but don't don't ever brag about what you could have been or what you wanted to be. Like... Show show people how great you are, mm. basically. Don't big note yourself and go out there and say, yeah, you know, he he went to this boys' high school and everyone would leave high school and go, I could have been a rugby player, mm. I could have been this. And he's always said, don't tell the world what you could have been. Mm, just just, show. Um, yeah, and if, if you say, like, I could write a book, then write the book. Mm, and, yeah, mm. don't just say it. Yeah, mm. yeah, and Be work it. quietly behind the scenes and... And probably the value of hard work, I think, is the biggest thing I've learned from mm. Dad. He's he's also an assistant principal, so he um, leads a lot of people, and he's very good with advice about that, about like fairness and um, how to create situations where people can feel mm. heard, and how to be firm but fair, and that kind of thing. So he'll he'll call you out if you. Sometimes I say, oh, I've got this issue at work and this happened. He's like, well, you did the wrong thing. And I can understand why that person's annoyed. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you'd be on my side. You're supposed to be on my side. But then that's, I guess, when you ring Jesse and you're like, dad's not on my side. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many times a day do you call each other? Obviously, Jesse and Clay, you wouldn't necessarily have to call each other because you see each other all the time. Mm. And message, yeah, all that. Yeah. But how many how many times do you think you speak to your mum? Definitely call once a day, but then text messages, links throughout the day, things, yeah, whinging about things, yeah, chats, yeah, lots, screenshots. <laughs> and do yeah. you do you find that it's it's sort of like you wait for them to call you rather than because of you know like their lives or their doing things, is that kind of how you? Yes, I'm, I'm conscious of not calling and talking. I know how busy they mm, are mm. during the day, but I know their, their downtime too. But, mm. And I know that if I send a message, um, you know, like I've just heard something on the news or whatever and I'll send a message and say, what the hell, what <sighs> is this about? Mm. Why aren't people outraged? You know, I'll get a, a, a message back that will go, yeah, mm. But then we'll talk about it later, mm. you know. So, yeah, fully aware I wouldn't 
I wouldn't call during the day and expect them to answer. Know, yeah, to have a full yeah. blown conversation at two o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, but um, of course. yeah, and if I don't hear for a day or two, then I think, oh, they are busy. Mm. <laughs> Just check if they're okay. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Well, the online world, I can always check that they're. Alive. That's true. That's yeah, true. Other avenues. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. For, thank God for social media. You can just say, "Oh yes, they have gone to work today. They're okay." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you all so very much. It was just so lovely to chat to the three of you, and we just really appreciate the time and yeah, we had do. so much fun. And now we're very jealous of the twin. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so now, much for having us. I was going to say, for an, oh, this podcast. oh, pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, I'm, I'm, Means be- a lot. I'm becoming a big fan too. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, join, I'll join on in this as well. No, absolute pleasure. Lovely meeting you, Anne. And I just wish your husband obviously continued good health. And, yeah, you know, you. that's the most important thing in life. Yeah. No, he's getting better every day. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you again for your time. And yeah, pleasure. it's just been a great, great. Great joy. Yeah, it really has. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.